Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorers. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. Today on Vitality Explorer News, we're going to talk about three, three topics like we typically do, and we're going to start here with a quote. Quote, either you run the day or the day runs you. Either you run the day or the day runs you. And that's from Jen Rome. Uh, R-O-H-N. Uh, now, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to take what I call the thousand second challenge and, and learn how to develop our vitality skills. We're going to talk about how ginger reduces inflammation by killing off zombie cells. That's going to be fun. And then we're going to finish with thinking with time in mind changes every, every thought. And we're going to learn about a little bit about Usain Bolt, Marie Curie, and Albert Einstein. So please share this podcast with your friends and family to enhance their vitality and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you are enjoying what you are listening to and learning today. So let's start with that thousand-second challenge. And remember, a thousand seconds is about 17 minutes. Uh, the thesis I have with the Dare to be Vital work and Vitality Explorers is that vitality is a skill. Now, this idea came to me after about two years of studying that word, and I realized that we really have more agency or more control over our lives than we realize. Slowly, I, I really started to understand that our vitality rises when we actively work to improve on specific components of our physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. And I call those like the four primary pillars. Uh, and that's sort of the cover of the Vitality Essentials course book, which is the course book that I use for my Stanford Continuing Studies, and you can find it on Amazon if you are interested. Uh, the guidebook and the course book uh, also has eight core components, and those include purpose, fitness, time, sleep, toughness, hope, service, and closeness. All right. Um, and you can see a little bit more about this in the graphic on the Vitality Explorer Substack site if you want to read more and see the references and, and graphics associated with this podcast. Um, what I ask of myself, my students, my clients, and anybody I run into that will listen to me about vitality is to devote 1,000 seconds per day, about 17 minutes, to improving one of those eight core components or, or, or dedicating it to one of those pillars of vitality. And I also think that we're all wasting about that amount of time each day, even or especially if we're busy, um, maybe scrolling on our phones, watching a bad streaming show, gossiping, or engaging in some other non-vital activity. And I call these life leaks. So if you, almost all of us, if somebody doesn't have a life leak, <laughs> meaning they're, they're spending a thousand seconds doing something that isn't meaningful or, or helpful for their life, please, please email me. I want to learn how you do this. But I have this thought of what could we accomplish if we proactively committed to spending a thousand seconds every single day like a ritual on our vitality. And I call this the thousand second challenge. And here's some suggestions to consider. I have, I think, six or eight specific suggestions for you. Number one, take a thousand second, 17 minute walk outside without your phone. That's one. Number two, call or meet in person with a friend for a thousand seconds and listen to that person with the intent of hearing every single word they say. Number three, take a 1,000 second nap or go to bed 17 minutes early. Number, what is this number? One, two, three, four. Number four is to spend a thousand seconds just thinking about your peak purpose or what you could do with your one precious life. 
Number five is to lift weights or take a short online yoga class for a thousand seconds. Number six is to serve somebody in need for a thousand seconds. Number seven is to seek to spark hope in a person, an organization, or the world for a thousand seconds. And the final, number eight, spend 1,000 seconds writing down your future headline for next week, next month, or next year. Now, there are literally hundreds of different things you could do with 1,000 seconds per day. Uh, please uh, check out the Substack uh, post about this on Vitality Explorer News on, on Substack, and you can post your comments. Uh, and we're going to you know, try to collate as many of these th- things we can do in 1,000 seconds to, to enhance our vitality. We're going to move on to something completely different for, for a second and then finish with thinking with time in mind. So the second, second part of today's Vitality Explorer news, and again, you can subscribe to Vitality Explorer uh, news via vitalityexplorers.com just by signing up there or, or check it out on the Substack site. So uh, the question here is, is it time to add more ginger to your life? Because there's a, a new study that shows ginger reduces inflammation by killing off zombie cells. And these zombie cells are also known as senescent cells. So the answer to adding more ginger may be yes if you want to reduce inflammation. And let's explore this for a second. Um, as listeners to this podcast or people who follow it on Substack or via the text message newsletter, we always do a little bit of learning. So we got we to learn a little bit about cellular biology to fully understand the study. So cells in our bodies um, die off and replaced our new, uh, are replaced by new ones. But as we age, some of these cells just don't die. They're called senescent cells. And some people have called these or christened these zombie cells. So I'm going to read you a quote from a study about senescent cells. Senescent, quote, senescent cells are unique in that they eventually stop multiplying, but don't die off when they should. They instead remain and continue to release chemicals that trigger inflammation. Like the moldy, like the one moldy piece of fruit that corrupts the entire bowl, a relatively small number of senescent cells can persist and spread inflammation that can damage neighboring cells. Continuing the quote here, quote, cellular senescence has been connected to a multitude of age-related conditions, including cancer, diabetes, osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, stroke, Alzheimer's disease, and related dementias, as well as osteoarthritis. And it has been linked to declines in eyesight, mobility, and thinking ability. So clearly these cells are bad, which is, which has led to the, um, you know, rise of something called a senolytic, which is a new class of drugs that target senescent cells. And quote, early pilot trials of senolytics suggest they can decrease senescent cells, reduce inflammation, and alleviate frailty in humans. So again, check out the Substack site for further details about that. But one of the primary goals of Vitality Explorers is to find non-pharmacologic ways to live a more vital life. And, and, and it's pretty clear inflammation is the enemy of vitality. Let me say that again. Inflammation is the enemy of vitality. Um, now, the data in this study we're going to go over suggests that ginger may be a non-pharmacologic way for us to combat inflammation. So what they did is they cooked cells uh, that they had turned into senescent cells by exposing them to radiation. And the graph that you can see online there is there was a dose-response curve that, that um, you know, showed less senescent cell viability when they were exposed to a component of ginger uh, called a gingerone A. 
Now, they also found that the proliferation of normal cells did not go down compared to senescent cells. So the, the investigation strongly suggests that ginger and some of the components of ginger can decrease the viability of the inflammation-producing senescent cells and therefore may reduce our overall body's inflammation. So now, this is a basic science paper that may not translate into human trials, and we obviously need much more data to confirm it, but it did trigger a really interesting thought in my head is that you know, what's, what's wrong with adding a little more diet to, um, you know, adding a little more ginger to my diet? I like ginger in general, and if it can reduce the number of zombie cells in my body, that could really be helpful. So check it out online if you want to see the, the, the references and post your comments on uh, Vitality Explorer News on Substack. We're going to finish today by thinking with time in mind. And thinking, here's my thought, <laughs> thinking with time in mind changes every thought. So here's a question. Has anybody ever taught you how to think with time in mind? And here's a second question. What do Usain Bolt, Marie Curie, and Albert Einstein have in common? Well, they all thought with time in mind, and they changed the world. Usain Bolt is the world record holder in the 100-meter uh, sprint, the 200-meter sprint, and the 4-by-100-meter relay. He's also won eight gold medals and is considered, I think, the greatest sprinter of all time. And I think he thinks in fractions of seconds. His world record time of 9.58 seconds for the 100 meters inspired him to write a book called 9.58, being the world's fastest man. And literally less than a, less than a second, a fraction of a second is the difference between winning and losing in, in these sprint events. But I don't think we ever think in fractions of seconds. But I know that Usain Bolt changed the world by thinking in fractions of seconds. Second one is Marie Curie, who is, we should, we should all be studying her more, I think. Um, she explored time in the context of radioactivity and used a novel device, the chronometer. And I'm going to quote from a, a source here for you. Quote, the chronometer allowed Marie Curie to measure the length of time during which the charge emitted from a piezoelectric quartz compensated the charge produced by the radioactive sample. The shorter the time, the greater the amount of charge and the greater reactivity of the sample. So her using and measuring this new device, the chronometer, measuring time to quantify radioactivity, led her to sharing the 1903 Nobel Prize for Physics with her husband and another researcher. She, she also later went on to win another Nobel Prize in chemistry for her work on radioactivity. So Marie Curie won two Nobel Prizes, and she used time and thought about it and, and developed a device to measure um, a sort of radioactivity with time, and that literally changed the world. So she definitely thought with time in mind uh, because people were trying to understand how radioactivity worked, but until she and her husband really measured it, it was not well understood. And finally, Albert Einstein's concept of t uh, relativity of time continues to impact our our, our our world to this day. He invented this concept of space-time, arguing that they are really impossible to separate those two. Uh, and probably the best example of, of relativity, and again, he obviously won a multiple, or he won a Nobel Prize for not that, but for something different. But the, t the relativity concept is, is really important to us right now. The GPS systems that are in our phones and our cars would be literally off by 10 kilometers per day if they did not account for time relativity. And this is kind of a fascinating concept that I want to read, read a little bit to you about here. Here's another quote. Quote, in a relativistic world, things are not simple. 
the satellite clocks are moving at 14,000 14, kilometers per hour in orbits that circle the Earth twice a day, much faster than the clocks on the surface of the Earth. And Einstein's theory of relativity, theory of special relativity, says that rapidly moving clocks tick more slowly, about seven microseconds per day. Also, the orbiting clocks are 20,000 kilometers above the Earth and experience gravity that is four times weaker than that on the ground. So Einstein's general relativity theory states that gravity curves time and space, resulting in a tendency for the orbiting clocks to tick slightly faster, about 45 microseconds per day. The net result is that the time on a GPS satellite clock advances faster than a clock on the ground by about 38 microseconds per day. And that's what leads to the 10 kilometer difference. So these three people, well, clearly Einstein has been thinking about time in mind and changing our idea about fixed time. But all three, Bolt, Curie, and Einstein, thought with time in mind. And that gets us back to our primary question for this. Has anybody ever taught you how to think with time in mind? Do we think about how we spend our precious seconds or fractions of seconds? Do we think about how we spend our minutes, our days, our months, or our years? And in asking ourselves these questions, um, number one, are you using your most precious non-renewable resource wisely? Number two, is there something about the management of our time that we could all do to improve? And I think that's, you know, they, they, they made me realize, Bolt, Usain Bolt, Uri Curie, and, and Albert Einstein all made me realize how important it is to measure how I spend my time. Sometimes I spend about a thousand seconds a day, 17 minutes, just thinking about how I should spend my time. And I think that thinking about how we best spend our time or how we can best spend our time is never a waste of time. So let me, let me know what you think about these three posts here we had today, you know, which was the thousand second challenge and vitality is a skill, how ginger reduces inflammation by killing off zombie cells and how Usain Bolt, Marie Curie, and Albert Einstein think with time in mind. So until next time, I hope everybody has a wonderful week and is out there daring to be vital. Please check us out on Vitality Explorers uh, on, uh, on Substack, or you can again sign up uh, for Vitality Explorers, uh, the text message newsletter at vitalityexplorers.com. Take care, everyone.